Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom of Friends podcast. Thank Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This is a podcast where you get to learn more about your friends and community, their wisdom, their trials and tribulations, timeless insights and their secrets. Now, let's get into the show. Please welcome your host, Cal Aras. Hello, uh, folks. Uh, welcome to uh, Season 3 of uh, Wisdom of Friends, and I'm your host, Cal Ross. And today, I'm really excited to be introducing you to a dear friend of mine. Her name is Katerina Satori. Katerina is a transformational coach, a digital marketer, and a best-selling author who inspires people to value the challenges in life and turn them into powerful lessons and use those lessons to develop skills and talents and eventually into their legacy to become an inspired leader. Over the last 15 years, she has assisted hundreds of people to learn to love themselves, step into their power, align with their soul's calling, and find their soulmates and become inspired entrepreneurs and leaders. She uses a bag of tools which is a mix of ancient esoteric wisdom and modern science like holodynamics, quantum physics, and the wisdom teachings of human design and gene keys. She also leads transformational experiences like vision quest and destination adventure retreats. So friends, this is a really a fascinating conversation where we talk about Katerina's journey all the way from Russia to the United States with nothing but a dream and how she has used challenges in her life every step along the way to reinvent herself and turn life's challenges into opportunities. This is a power-packed episode with a lot of good nuggets for life, love, career, and business. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. So without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Katerina Satori. So good evening, Katerina. Welcome to the Wisdom of Friends show. And I'm really excited that you took the time to be on this program. And let me start off with my first impressions of you. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but this was almost a few years ago when we met at a conference. Uh, it was a transformational conference in San Jose. And uh, I think you were there with your brother and I was there with my brother. And I think uh, that's how we first met. And then we've been Facebook friends since then. And I've just been impressed with uh, the transformational work that you do with people and helping them really uh, reach their highest potential. So I'm really excited that uh, you took the time to be on the show and welcome to the Wisdom of Friends uh, program. Thank you, Cal. It's really an honor. It's such a joy to connect. Thank you. That's awesome. And one of the ways, Katerina, we start off our show with a very simple but profound question of our guest, and that is, what is your favorite quote or philosophy that you live by, and how have you applied it to your life? Uh, I would say, it's a tough one to narrow down, but I will say with the first one that comes to mind, life must be lived forward and can only be understood backwards. So this is by, philosoph- uh, by philosopher, Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard. 
And I've, <laughs> you know, I had such a, sometimes I feel like I've lived 10 lifetimes in one. And when you're going through different rings of fire on your path of leadership and service to humanity, sometimes you can only understand why, you, why you've been led through such level of initiations and, you know, such leaps that of faith, you can only understand it backwards. So that's the reason I love it. And um, I keep just living my life forward. That is so great. I really, uh, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, uh, you know, I think it was uh, Steve Jobs uh, who had said it brilliantly as well. It was like, you can only uh, live your life uh, looking forward and you can only connect the dots uh, once you've lived a life. I believe I'm, I'm really butchering the phrase there, but I think it's it's really moving forward with your life. I think that's really what I'm hearing from your share there. That is so great. And then the, my next question to you is, and I'm really curious, I know for the benefit of the audience, Katerina is an entrepreneur, innovator, digital marketer, and a best-selling author. And But the most important thing she does, what I found to be really uh, impressive is that she's a transformational coach and she brings esoteric wisdom combined with modern science that help people achieve their highest potential. So, Katerina, my question to you is, uh, how did this journey began for you? Did you always know you wanted to uh, be this coach and helping people live their fullest potential? You know, Cal, I... I felt connection to my purpose uh, since five five years old. I actually asked my mom when I was only five, what is my life purpose and why I'm here? So, you know, <laughs> it's, it was funny. I had this knowing that there is a bigger role for me to play and there's a bigger mission, a bigger service. But I've been in training for the work that I'm doing now all my life. I didn't know that I was in training, you know. I just kept uh, kept following my my path, kept following where the path will lead me. But um, the coaching, the coaching career, and the coaching consulting, and, and th- this level of a of a service, it naturally evolved. You know, when they say when the teacher is ready, the student will appear. So about five years ago, my very first uh, consulting client actually asked me to coach him. You know, we had a powerful conversation for three hours. We met at the conference and then exchanged information. And he calls me next morning and he says, Katarina, I worked with the best of the best coaches in the world. Something about your energy, something about our conversation that moved me deeply. How can I hire you? And Cal, I did not even skip the beat. I was like, well, let me put something together for you and I will get back to you. And that's how my coaching career started. People just started coming and asking for wisdom and for direction. And, you know, I just kind of learned as I go, I'm, you know, serving people because they kept coming and finding me. No, that is really awesome. And I think uh, what I'm hearing you share here is there was a inclination right when you were a kid five years old that you knew you wanted to make a difference and everything since then has been a learning process towards helping you help others and so that brings up another question for me so where did you grow up and how would you describe your childhood Oh, my goodness. So I grew up in the Soviet Russia, Cal, Soviet Russia, you know, when I was when I was 10, that's when the Soviet Union fall apart. And so I've seen uh, the country going through, you know, some level certainty to the dark times of uncertainty and almost like the modern style revolution in a way. And 
I, I believe I was born in Russia to develop this um, next level of resilience that is crucial for entrepreneurship. I always felt like Russia was not my home. You know, I always felt I was born in the wrong country. I didn't fit in, you know, and I just kept um, kept trusting the deeper knowing. So at five years old, I asked my mom, what is my purpose? And at seven years old, I actually told my mother that I'm going to live in the United States. You know, it was a very prophetic knowing. I was, um, I had these multidimensional gifts, you know, these esoteric gifts uh, from early, early childhood, like telepathy and clairvoyance and uh, clairaudience and deep sense of intuition. You know, I could read people's auras. I didn't have the right role models to guide me to develop to develop those gifts, so I suppressed them for the really, really long time. But you know, something about uh, the age from zero to seven, you know, when when the children are so perceptive, perceptive. I just kept sharing these prophetic messages and I just had this knowing that I will live in the United States. So my journey in Russia was, you know, really building that character. And then I left my hometown. I grew up in a very, very far east of Russia. Uh, it's called the Far East, Vladivostok. It's not right next to China and across from Japan. And I left when I was only 16. And I started traveling, went to my very first college. So, you know, the journey was preparing me to be self-sufficient, to be independent, and to just really develop those those life survival skills in a way, you know, because I had to be on my own from such an early age, which helped me through entrepreneurship immensely. No, that is uh, fantastic. And it reminds me of a quote by, I believe, Oprah. I think she said it beautifully that, you know, everything you've ever done prepares you for all that you can do and be. Once you clarify your purpose for doing something, the way to do it becomes clear. And it seems wow. like uh, you really are a shining example of having pursued your calling, having pursued your passion, and that's really brilliant. And mm -hmm. so my question to you is, <clears throat> when you look back at your life, and up until now, what would you say was that breakthrough success moment for you? Was there like a turning point, or in other words, uh, life was never the same again moment? Absolutely. And I love that quote, Cal. Wow. What a, what a powerhouse quote. You know, there were, there were many turning points like that. I would say the, the major turning point when I came to United States, I came here by myself knowing nobody and I only had $3 in my pocket. That's all I had to my name to start a new life at the age of 23. So that was the point of such deep trust in my path. You know, I remember coming down that plane and looking at looking at what I have left because I put all my money on the plane ticket, on visa, on the documents. I came here to work as a student exchange program and I came here for the summer job, you know, in order to pay for my for my college in Europe. And I remember getting off that plane and looking at the three dollars that I had left and you know the the just a few crackers that I saved from the plane ride because I didn't know when my meal would come. But I was so grateful that I've made to that part. You know, for me, America was like a promised land because in Russia, when I when I left Russia, Cal, I had such incredible opportunities there. I wanted to pursue journalism. You know, I had a really good job, but my soul kept 
kept calling me to explore different land and specifically my my soul kept calling me to the United States. So I left everything behind and um, one of the reasons I felt disconnected from you know building my life in Russia is because I never felt I could develop my full sovereignty. You know, I, I, I felt like my wings were tied back there. I either had to be somebody's girlfriend, somebody's mistress, or somebody's wife, you know, in order to build a life of success and fulfillment and achievement as a woman in Russia, <laughs> the odds were stacked against me. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to wait, you know, all my life until the shift will happen there. I knew it would take a really, really long time. So I saw America as, as a country where I could really spread my wings and really develop my talents and gifts and really build a legacy. You know, so that was the turning point where I was on that plane and I was so happy and I just trusted if the life and the spirit brought me to this moment is going to continue carrying me forward. You know, so that was a really powerful moment. <laughs> no, no, that's great. And I really, that's really an inspiring story because, uh, you know, being an immigrant myself, uh, you know, I came here as a student and uh, and it, it definitely was very challenging, but nothing compared to, uh, you know, your challenges as far as, uh, you know, financial crunch and then having just a dream to uh, sustain you going forward. So that really brings up another question. What were one or two biggest challenges that you faced in your life and uh, how did you overcome it? And what I mean by that is how, what were some of the lessons that you learned that helped you navigate life going forward? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, the biggest challenge for me was, um, well, there were a couple, couple ones. Uh, the first one was um, my my health crisis um, when I was 29 years old, you know, so, so if we, if we go, if we go kind of backwards, once I entered the United States, you know, I started my, 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 my life here, you know, my very first job was housekeeping Cal, you know, I already had two degrees, but I started from the very, very bottom zero. And it taught me so much humility and appreciation, you know, and, and really taking pride from no matter how humble your beginnings, do your job well. Well, so fast forward eight years, I spent eight years being this high achiever, you know, a person as an immigrant yourself, you know, for, to see opportunities, I just would work 70, 80 hours a week and was crushing it in business and just really became this kind of a obsessive achiever. And, you know, really crushed my body by the age of 29 there was a day where i couldn't get out of bed you know i had my very first experience of severe adrenal shutdown and which which put me in a in a depression and just I really couldn't connect with anybody became very antisocial but through that through that descent into the health crisis you know it led to uh, my body developing precancerous cells and precancerous cells and I had to really dig deep and uh, get to the root of this of this health crisis and the root was spiritual root was emotional and the root was you know the lifestyle the intensity of the lifestyle that I was putting myself through and the funny thing is when I was on the way of healing myself you know I went to alternative methods and I really started looking into nutrition and holistic healing and all of that and through my own healing process I began sharing my journey on social media. That's how my Facebook presence began. You know, simply from the heart, I would turn on the camera and I would say, hey guys, anybody going through adrenal shutdown, 
I just learned that this juice helps people. And I just start sharing, you know, from the heart. And people start resonating with my message because I kept sharing what I would find. You know, I would say, okay, you guys, if you have, you know, challenges in this particular part of the body, I've, I've realized there is always a spiritual root. Look into it. And through that, my very first wellness brand was born organically, spontaneously, simply through my own process of healing. Wow. Now that is that is uh, brilliant because I think one of the questions we get from our audience often is, you know, how do we go about following our calling? How do we go about following our purpose? And it seems like what you did was you used a challenge that uh, you were given in life and you literally use that not as an obstacle not not as a failure or a setback but use it as a platform to not only help yourself but help others who might be going through the same uh, problem and i think that's where the business organically started for you which was a wellness brand and that is really awesome and so that so let me ask you this. So I want to kind of like take a step back here. So walk us through that journey in terms of, you know, you're coming down the plane. What did you land in New York City? Or was there a different? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I land in the tiny little town of Skagway, Alaska. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, only one grocery store, you know, and it was it was so small and you can only fly there by a small seaplane or take a boat. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, I came, you know, you know, those uh, big cruise ships that go to Alaska every summer. Yes. So I would work um, at the gift store, you know, to sell like trinkets and stuff like that. Uh, to 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 the people in Alaska, and this was, um, if you allow me to share, this is a really funny story because uh, when I came there, my very first job was the housekeeping, right? Mm -hmm. And I did it for a month, and I was going insane, Cal. You know, I was scrubbing the floors, but I was like, I need interaction with people. I go mad, and I went to my employer and I explained that situation. I'm like, you know, if I just stay here, there is no way I can I can save enough money to pay for school. So I had to make a decision, you know, and I literally went on the street and to from business to business and say hey my name is Katarina I'm I am a Russian student and if, if you're hiring I would love to help you so I was hired on the spot it was a powerful business lesson for me just go and ask just go and offer your services to others and see what unravels from that you know but we never receive what we don't ask for so I went and I got two jobs and one of them was uh, you know working like in a pizza shop and another one working in the gift store and when I I was working at the gift store and selling trinkets to 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 these tourists my uh, my one of the business owners of the of the gift store saw me and he 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 asked his business partner he's like who is that kid over there he's like oh it's you know it's Katarina the Russian girl she's exchange student and he says I want to talk to her so he called me and he says look I've been watching you. How you sell those ornaments is spectacular. How you interact with customers is spectacular. I want to offer you come back next summer and I would love for you to uh, run my jewelry store, to work in my jewelry store. Because if you sell trinkets like that, you have to sell diamonds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, he, and he said, we don't, we don't have any conflict of interest. Your employees, my business partner, we're all great. And I said, absolutely. And, you know, it was so powerful, you know, that the, the philosophy that I live by, Cal, is be faithful and small. 
no matter the job that you got, be so faithful in it and be so committed because people are watching how you show up absolutely watching and it's this moments of showing up in small that lead you to bigger and bigger opportunities no that is brilliant and i think uh, really what you're sharing here is the quintessential uh, ethic of the united states which is the dignity of labor you know it doesn't matter how small of a job it is and I, it reminds me of the quote by dr king which is you know if you're called to be a street sweeper you know, you got to sweep the streets like Michelangelo painted or Shakespeare wrote poetry because, uh, you know, the guards watching there and he would say what a great street sweeper uh, who swept his job well. And I think uh, that's a great shining example of, you know, you never know who might be watching and never know. And it doesn't matter if anybody's watching or not. It's really your commitment to uh, the little task because how you do anything is how you do everything and that's really a great great lesson for all of us here yeah exactly exactly and you know it's that's why you can only understand life backwards right you have to live it forward and showing up forward but then when you look back you understand there are so many destiny points cal so many destiny points and it's all how we show up in the moment that lead us to a completely different destiny Absolutely. So uh, that brings up another question. So you, you're in Alaska. And then uh, was there like, uh, wh- what got you back to the mainland? And how did you get started as far as setting up your uh, speaking and coaching business? And for the benefit of the audience, Katarina, over the last 15 years, she has assisted hundreds of people to learn to love themselves, step into their power, align with their soul's calling, find their soulmates, and become conscious entrepreneurs. And really, she helps people turn their biggest dreams into reality and to live a life authentically. So that is so great. And and I really want to kind of like understand that trajectory. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we understood the background, the, the start that you got from the jewelry store. Where did that journey end up here? How did that happen? Because that is really a miraculous journey. So tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, um, so I've done I've done three seasons in Alaska, and it was really fun. But then it was really just challenging on the body, you know, such long hours. So I decided to move to Portland. And I went to uh, my third college there. I studied linguistics. And it was so funny because, you know, I remember the moment uh, I was like my second year of studying linguistics because I thought I was going to do I was going to be a translator. I, I've done that in Russia. And then I had this moment of clarity. I was like, no, this is not what I want to do. And I just picked up my books and I walked out of the class, you know. And so there were so many redirection points on my path. And um, after after. I lived in Portland, I was actually discovered by this fitness modeling agency. I rarely talk about this on Facebook, but it's actually, I had, I had a modeling career as well. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, I was a professional fitness competitor and which was incredibly powerful because I've learned to master the body, you know, and really learned to understand my body. And it was helpful because 
another dramatic event before before my health crisis. There was another dramatic event, which was my very first and only divorce. And divorce was really a awakening point for me, Cal. You know, my first marriage was, you know, the trial marriage where, where, you're, so, <laughs> where you're so young and you're like so, so confident that you know what you're doing and you have no idea what you're doing. You know what I mean? So, um, so that relationship came to its conclusion. The divorce was very challenging. I didn't have any emotional tools to deal with the grief and, and, and the loss and the guilt that comes when you exit a marriage. So in order to just get myself back on track, I, sta- I started um, really being committed into fitness. I was working out daily. I really put two and two together that when you move your body, your emotions move with you. So I got more and more into that. And then I um, a, a photographer from the agency discovered me at local gym and he would he'd come up to me he's like hey you have this very clean look would you be interested you know to be uh, to be a fitness model i was like what i could never believe that somebody would see me like that you know and um i said yes and and this is another teaching point opportunities the right opportunities always find you you know when you're ready for them they find you but it's being ready be available to that to that mystery of life so I started my career in, in modeling and in and, and, and fitness, which was really powerful as well. And, um, you know, I just kept developing these different gifts. You know, I was in sales. Um, I was in real estate. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> I, I had all these different, you know, it's like this path and all these different kind of a branches of the path that only now I understand how important they were. But when I stepped on entrepreneurship journey, it was also really interesting. A friend of mine was visiting out of town and I made him one of my smoothies, you know, and he says, Katarina, girl, these smoothies are amazing. You got to you got to put a smoothie book out. And once again, the voice in my head was like, who would ever read this? Are you kidding me? So like maybe some of you listeners, you know, but want to put put their creation out into the world. And I recognize those voices, you know, the voices of disbelief. And what my friend did so geniusly he really enchanted me with simplicity of the process he introduced me to the world of the freelancers and he says look this is how you design your book cover this is how you hire an editor and this is how you put the whole thing together and i just ran with it cal he just gave me a start and I just ran with that. You know, I started working on my Facebook, my, my very first book on nutrition. And that's how the, the whole brand was born, a nutrition brand. And the journey after, after the nutrition, you know, I did it for a couple of years. I launched digital programs. Everything self, self-taught. You know how we're entrepreneurs. We're crazy like that. We just, <laughs> we just dive deep and go, you know. And then um, after after nutrition nutrition wellness brand, I I felt the completion of that journey. You know, I felt disconnected from that message, and I just felt mm, something new is being born out of me. And I kept looking at the clients that I was working with, and some had incredible success and really powerful shifts, and some on exactly the same program they didn't have that success. So I had a light bulb moment. Because I realized the the wellness is not about what you eat and how you move your body. That's fundamentals. But wellness is what what your environment looks like and who you're in relationship with. Mm. 
So that was a powerful insight. And I naturally just dove deep into understanding human dynamic and relationships and and conflict resolution and the power of your environment. And that led me into start doing relationship work with people. And I went after the toughest crowd, Cal. I went after the single busy entrepreneurs, male entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was the diff- most difficult uh, the the crowd, but it but it made me so much stronger. You know, when I was when I was bringing that brand into the world, I started leading masterminds, my very first high end masterminds. I started leading these um, these events. And I had to learn the process of enrollment and sales and really look deep into the business structure of my business, not just developing my gifts. So when I was when I was learning, learning how to how to really uh, articulate about what you do, how to enroll people in a bigger vision for their life. Right. That's what sales from my perspectives are. I had to learn through that. It took me about seven months just just like this drilling of high end sales because I didn't have any training on that, you know, and what I realized most coaches, a lot of them, that's the weakest spot. And I have a philosophy is to find the weak spot in your business and make it strong. So sales used to be the weakest part of my business. Now it's the strongest one. And I naturally began to teach it, you know, so my business consulting was born out of once again, something was challenging, deeply challenging. And I turned it around and said, okay, let me make this strong. And once I made that strong, people start coming to me and say, hey, we've been watching your evolution, your business is thriving, teach us how you do it. And then I launched the Business Academy, which was Catalyst Academy. So you see the, how the trajectory is? It was always the same kind of a kind of a pattern, Cal. A challenge, you struggle, you feel alone, you develop mastery through the struggle, and, and, and then other people come to you when, when the teacher is ready, student appears. Wow. Now, this is uh, really fascinating. And, uh, you know, there is that uh, classic saying, it's like when life gives you le- lemons, you know, make lemonade. But I think in your case, you actually built a lemonade stand. <laughs> 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 now, that, that's uh, that's really great. And, and just to kind of recap from your wonderful share here. So it seems like uh, the challenges that you encountered in life you use that as an opportunity to do a deep dive, gain mastery over that particular area, and really turn it around and help other people dealing with that same crisis and make them uh, succeed at that craft. And for example, looking at your your brand, I mean, the three areas that you really have had some major success is, you know, wellness brand. And that came out of really, uh, I mean, if you take a step back all the way to that health crisis you had, and then really uh, openly sharing about the discoveries you made along the way to really heal yourself. And that eventually led into like the opportunity to write a book and then get that wellness brand going. And then obviously, I'm sure with the with the experience of a divorce at an early age, there were some lessons that uh, you learned and then you you did a deep dive to understand what relationships really is about and how do you make it, not only make it work, but how do you like actually create the the juiciest of relationships and how does it relate to environment? And then, and the third thing really is about 
you know, sales was one of your weakest areas and you are, you have now the knack to turn your weakness into your strength. And then uh, you did again a deep dive into it uh, within a seven month period. You understood everything about sales and now that's become your massive strength. And you also do mastermind retreats, helping people, uh, do the same. So that's really, really good. Did I capture it? Did I capture it? Okay. You have what a mastery of summarizing it so beautifully. Yes, Cal. Yeah. And you know, it's in, and it's funny because I'm, I'm about to do a talk on resilience for entrepreneurs. And, you know, I call them rings of fire that your higher self, right? Your higher self, the bigger part of you will in, continue invite you into these rings of fire to purify, purify the ego, purify all these fears, right? And really turn anything weak into strong. And with every leap on, the, on this unconscious entrepreneurship path, there is going to be rings of fire. And this is what one of the things I, I, I teach my students and I share with, you know, on social media is honor, honor the struggle, honor that purifying fire, because number one, you become a very humble leader, and humility is so, so crucial right now. You know, I love this idea of, of sharing your journey, sharing when it's messy, sharing when it's not easy, because the last thing that I would want to see is only showcast your success, only showcast when you're on the top of the mountain. But what happens when you climb to the first base, right, to the second base? And the epiphanies and the, and the, and the soul insights that come when you're in the thick of it, wow, they land so powerfully with people, you know, because people feel people feel like oh i am human and i am divine you know and it's okay to it's okay to be a strong leader and at the same time feel like you're about to fall apart sometimes, you know, it's part of the process. And I stand for really honoring humanity in leadership. You know, that yes, we're superheroes. Yes, we sometimes move mountains, but there is also this really sacred human part of who we are, you know, and to honor that and to honor all the all all of this. No, that is really great. I love it. And it's, uh, you know, it reminds me of uh, the story of the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. And, and in modern day times, I mean, if you look at uh, Angela Duckworth's book, which is uh, The Grit, you know, they uh, they did a study on people who've been massively successful. And one of the common denominators, what they found out was it's the grit that makes all the difference. And I think uh, in in many ways, I think you're referring to resilience as being part of that grit. And I think that's, that's such a beautiful point. And I want to get that Steve Jobs uh, quote right here. And what he said was, you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. And I think it seems like that's been your philosophy of life. Now, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings me up with another question for you, Katarina. It's who are your mentors? Because we know that coaches and mentors make a big difference in how we, uh, the amount of success we have in life, not because they're better than us, not because uh, they know something that we don't know, but it's something that they are able to identify our blind spots. And so my question to you is, who are your mentors or who are your influences? And were there any particular people that you want to give a shout out to? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the first one, I want to honor my spiritual teacher, and he really loves to stay anonymous. He protects his his identity. So I, just, I call him my spiritual teacher. <laughs> but he is he witnessed my journey from, you know, literally from the health crisis all the way to here. So for the last eight years, and it's such a humble man, you know, him and his wife of 30 years and three sons, they live in the beautiful land. You know, and they make drums and they serve people from the place of like simplicity, you know, and he is the one whom I just I respect him so much by simply observing how he lives, you know, honoring the sacredness of the earth, honoring the community, building a powerful community. And so I would say he is is definitely a number one. And um, and he's, you know, he's as able to speak truth to my soul from the place of gentleness, from the place of gentleness, but from the place of power, you know? So he is the first one. And then I, well, I consider my my mentor is spiritual teacher as Carolyn Mice. Um, I love her teachings, uh, the way how she teaches so boldly, you know, so boldly, so unapologetically. Then Deepak Chopra, Joe Dispenza. So those would be my influences at, at the moment, for sure. On the business side, I will honor Brendan Bouchard. Brendan Bouchard ignited my entrepreneurial fire. Uh, Tony Robbins ignited the leadership identity in me. At that event where you were, you and I were at the same time, remember the moment where Tony asked asks us to choose a new word that represents a new identity. Mm. Yeah, yes. and I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, you know, um, I, I felt into that. And the first word that came was leader. And I felt like this initiation call to leadership. And, you know, and I, and I said, a leader is my identity. A leader is what being born in me. And, you know, leadership is such a is such a fascinating path. I wonder if you can relate to what I'm about to share, because I don't believe everybody is is mm, I, don't, I don't believe everybody is a leader because um, not everybody is a parent. You know, ev- almost everybody has capacity to be a parent, but it doesn't mean that they need to be, right? Mm-hmm. Because just like leadership, uh, parenthood parenthood, and leadership both require immense sacrifice. I believe uh, Simon Panic uh, used that metaphor. And I really like that because, yes, we can have leadership uh, capabilities and, and skills and abilities, but it's, 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 a, it's a path of sacrifice, it's a path of devotion, path of incredible courage, and the path of Atma's unknown. So for me, I look up to the leaders of our time, you know, and uh, definitely, definitely Brendan Bouchard, definitely uh, Tony Robbins, my business coach, Alex Mosco, with whom he mentored me for an entire year and was really, really powerful. Is You know, he's young, he's 27 years old and he has a stutter and he's been stuttering all his life. And this is the, this is the warrior spirit, you know, no matter like that could be his major excuse of remaining hiding, right? But this is the person who's done over a thousand enrollment calls with a stutter. To call mm. beats. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? That's the level of badassness that I look at my mentors. You know, do they have a warrior spirit? Are they going to go in the battle with me? You know, will they not leave me behind? And and the level of playfulness and real authenticity, that's what I look in the, in the mentors. And that's what I aspire to embody for the people that uh, I get to serve. 
That's uh, that's really inspiring. And I want to kind of talk to you about a little bit about this inspiring core values that you've uh, really uh, honed in for yourself. Uh, the one being radical self-acceptance, bold self-expression, fearless living, owning your story, and standing in your authentic power. Uh, was there? How did you get clarity uh, regarding these values? Was that something that you? It took some time for you to do some deep work, and because I know that you help other people uh, with their transformational experiences and vision quests, and really activating their destination adventures so did you have to go through a similar process to identify your values you know uh yeah i i I take people through the value um discovery process and it's actually a really really deep one and it's it's incredible because you can find the conflict in your uh, in your in your values and usually like if somebody uh if somebody shares with me there is a problem of self-sabotage or the blocks or constrictions they can't identify the very first thing i take them through the value uh value conflict identification process where we really look okay which values are important to you and how do you show up in 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 alignment with these values because if you don't there's going to be an inner conflict that results in outer uh, disharmony so you know i was just taking people through this process and identify for myself these five because really you know it's all starts with acceptance you know uh, as an entrepreneur you have to there there's so many moments of being awkward right you launch your first book you launch your first product and it, of course it's imperfect and there's, there's such beauty in the radical acceptance of where you at honoring every part of your journey because it's through these imperfect bold action that you caught you polish and polish your your craft and you develop your true mastery but so many people will never uh, allow themselves to look so foolish and so imperfect perfect in public right so i i say uh there is no such thing as as failure there's this deep fear of public humiliation Mm. for people you know so a lot of times i give my clients um, a 30-day facebook live challenge (laughs) you know (laughs) to break through that fear and i say launch like crazy you know you got your product to 70 percent good launch it give people opportunity to offer you valuable feedback and perspective but you can only do it if you radically accept who you are where you at and really just embrace all of you it starts with acceptance that's beautiful you know and that's one of the things that i've seen a lot of people struggle with is the lack of clarity the lack of not knowing what their deepest values are because then that becomes in conflict in their desires and dreams and and that really uh delays the manifestation of their dreams and i think having that clarity definitely helps uh, moving on to uh, the next uh, piece of it, I want to kind of like ask you about your hobbies and interests. So since uh, having come from Russia to the United States, have you picked up any of the typical U.S. Uh, uh, sports or hobbies or is there anything that caught your fancy? Ah, uh, you know... 
Spots and hobbies. I would say um, fast driving, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because in Russia, I didn't have a car, Cal. I didn't have a car, I didn't have a license, you know, so I, I love driving. It's very meditative for me. You know, I love taking road trips and listening to audiobooks, and this is my one of my favorites, absolutely. And when it comes to hobby, you know, it's it's so it's so interesting because I just love learning. I'm a voracious student. I love learning. I love teaching. So pretty much my my business is this expression of my creativity. This is what I do because this is how I express myself. And um, when it comes to hobbies, I don't know. I would say probably maybe painting. Um, I live a very contemplative life, Cal. I live. People ask me always, how do I have so much content? You know, I give so much content away and it's, I don't know, I struggle with that question because it's just naturally pouring out. Like It's like a kind of a channeling experience. Mm. But in order for me to be in the state of this, being a clear channel, I live a very contemplative life. You know, so I spend a lot of times in nature walks, a lot of time just being, you know, and, and, and my life is all about the arts. So it's kind of like I have a hybrid. It's a hybrid in me. I'm very, very left brain and very right brain at the same time and to balance that is contemplative lifestyle where you create a lot of room for pauses for deep physical relaxation for meditation for contemplative walks steve jobs did that right he would mm-hmm. go on a walk every every day so that's what that those are the co- cornerstones for my creativity so i keep that creative uh, inner well constantly fresh and constantly refreshed and that's the first thing i ask when people say, well, I, I don't know what content to put out. And I say, tell me, how do you spend every day of your life? You know, and what I'm looking for is, do they have space for the inspiration we use to actually be a part of their life? That's uh, really beautiful. And it's a great point. It's a really a good reminder to be uh, in nature, to be in a contemplative uh, state of mind because I think that's where those insights and breakthrough ideas and inspiration comes from and I think that's really really a good point. Uh, Now having traveled all the way from Europe to the US and are there any uh, favorite places that you like to travel? What's your uh, sweet uh, place to go to? I well um, I love India Mm. India is such a sacred place for me. I really believe I spent many, many parallel incarnations there because the moment I went there I had such a deja vu experience. So India is very sacred. I, I go on a spiritual pilgrimages there. I love Tulum, Mexico. It's such a powerful vortex. You know, it's, it's on the Caribbean side of Mexico. I did my very last, uh, my last retreat there. So that's a beautiful, I love Spain. Um, mm. I love Hawaii. So, you know, I am a big time traveler, Cal. I am a big time traveler. <laughs> it's, I love it. And, you know, next, next year, um, I really plan on creating kind of like these sacred pilgrimages, mm. you know, and, and, take uh, a small group, maybe five to seven people, and really t- take them for two weeks at a time to visit these sacred sites all over the world and to receive the activation from the place of power, you know? 
That's beautiful. And uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I'm leaving for India uh, actually in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing that you mentioned Spain, because I was in Spain not too long ago. I was in in June, uh, got an opportunity to visit uh, Barcelona, Deia, and then uh, Mallorca. And it was really awesome. I love it. I love Mallorca. Oh, my God. It's so magical. And Barcelona. Yes. Yeah. It was just uh, beautiful. That's great. Uh, My next question to you, Katarina, is uh, I know you uh, you are a voracious reader, as you mentioned. Are there any specific books that you've read or reread over the years or you gifted it to other people? Oh, my goodness. I read like <laughs> five, seven <laughs> books at a time. Um, you know, let's say recently, recently, I've been really drawn to, of course, i um, these wisdom teachings, because I teach it, you know, like uh, I, I take the esoterics and, and with the modern science. So the the last one that I'm really into is called the Gene Keys. Mm. And it's a transmission of, of the wisdom. It, it's literally like a synthesis of all wisdom teachings all the way from I Ching. It's based on I Ching, Kabbalah, you know, astrology, numerology, um, quantum physics. It's such an it's like a, it's a teaching that is ahead of its time. And at the same time for visionaries, you know, every time I introduce that book to a visionary, they, they just devour it. So that's really powerful. It's, it's really, uh, it's incredible. And then another book um, that I really, really love is uh, Break the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Mm. And what I love about that book is because it's just translate the mystical experience into a very practical and scientific language you know so you can what i love about dispenser work is that he he's able to reach such a bigger audience simply by using a language that they understand Mm, and that is right and that's such mastery it's such mastery so i love that one and um of course women who run with the wolves uh, myths and Stories of the Wild Woman Archetype by Clarissa Pincola. Mm. That one is the Bible for every female leader, I would say. Because, you know, it, it's just, it's such a journey of a, of a, of a feminine feminine um, soul through this incarnation. And it's, it's just incredible. There's many, many stories. And I believe the most powerful, powerful <coughs> leader is a powerful storyteller. So I always look for stories. And this is the book that full of fairy tales and stories and, you know, from different cultures. Wow, no, that is so great. And uh, I mean, we're going to include all these uh, books uh, in our show notes uh, for the benefit of the audience. And I mean, it seems like you've been exposed to some really amazing modalities like I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakra system, and also shamanic tradition. And, you know, I have so many questions for you in that regard, but <laughs> maybe we'll probably, uh, you know, I have to schedule another call for you to talk more about that. But let's uh, move on to the next question that I have for you is, if you could go back in time, Katarina, and talk to your young self, what advice would you give her? Ah, I would look her in the eyes, I would give her a big hug, and I would say, I am so proud of you, you are guided, you are provided, and you keep that child with childlike spirit. Yeah, I would just really reassure her that she's on the path and she's guided every step of the way. 
Wow, no, it's really a beautiful sentiment, uh, you know, and we always have these angels looking over us and it's a matter of tuning in, as you said earlier, and really channeling and being inspired by, you know, the insights that we get from the universe. And I think that's really a kind of guidance that uh, we all have. It's just a matter of being receptive. And yes. That's, that's really great. And so I'm, we're going to switch gears here. And we're going to take some questions from the audience. And the first question I have for you is, what stops people, in your opinion, Katerina, from achieving their full potential? Status quo. Fear of your own originality. Fear of your own uniqueness. And... um, Fear to stand out, you know, because genius is bold. Here's one thing I know for sure, Cal, is no matter what backgrounds we came from, you're an immigrant, I'm an immigrant, right? No matter what backgrounds we come from, we all have something that is inherently beautiful in every single person, and it's a spark of genius, on that level, we are equal as human beings who each have a spark of genius unique to us. And it's up to us to bring it forward, to develop it, to believe in ourselves. And genius is inherently bold. Genius is inherently out of the box. And what I what I find is, you know, the most difficult leap for people to take is to break out of the status quo, break out of the crowd and really believe and take this courageous leap into to their own originality and trusting that what they have, their gifts are enough. So I would say that's probably what's what what stops the most. That you know it's it's like in the movie Matrix. You gotta take that red pill. You know, you gotta move to a different reality and a transition because it's ultimate unknown ultimate unknown that's why surrounding yourself with mentors and with teachers and the right and people of the same mindset and the same dream is everything because at the end of the day your environment always wins it always wins so you know when i was in the beginning of my journey cal i would go to so many conferences right every every 90 days i would go to a conference to learn a new skill to surround myself with that high vibration that visionary mindset at 2015 i went to 30 different conferences i was insane you know it was crazy russian style <laughs> but, I, but i just i i wanted to build up that fire to reach the critical point of breaking free from the shackles of status quo and really seeing my own uniqueness and believing in my own genius. No, it's uh, really great. And I like what you just said. It's, uh, it's really standing out, taking, owning your story, owning your greatness and owning your genius. I mean, that's really the most important uh, point. And it reminds me of a conversation I was listening to on a podcast recently. Uh, it was uh, Paolo Coelho who wrote The Alchemist. And, I love that book. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think he was in a conversation with Oprah, I believe. And uh, one of the things he said in that conversation that stuck with me, uh, he said something to the effect that, you know, if you do not fear the unknown, the unknown will be kind to you. And Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read this <laughs> and and I was like, "Wow, that is really beautiful, and it kind of like just reminded me of that when you said that. No, that's so great, and uh, the next question I have for you is, you know, excellence they say is about practicing good habits. What do you spend most of your time doing besides uh, contemplation? And is, do you have like a 
ritual that you follow or is there anything that specific your morning rituals or evening rituals? Uh, what, what do you do to help yourself perform at your peak levels? Absolutely. It's all about rituals. It's so, so true. You know, so I have the morning ritual for me is I wake up and I start my day with gratitude, of course, pat my cat, my cat will begin to purr. We have that ritual. You know, I think uh, to have an animal for an entrepreneur is, is the key is the key. They help us to lower our stress levels, you know? So I'll spend some time with my kitten and then I just go on the morning run. It's it's a short one. I go, I, I live five minutes away from the beach. So my ritual is always get into the nature, start my day in the nature, put my feet into the sand and I start grounding into this reality. So I align my chakras. I make sure that my energy body is activated. I do a very simple ritual of acti- activation and then setting intention for the day. You know, I don't, I stop I stop setting goals, Cal. You know, <laughs> I stop setting goals. I live in such um, surrender and service to the Spirit. My my daily prayer, I say, Spirit, this day is dedicated to you. Lead me where you need me to lead. And all I want is just follow the guidance, follow the follow the soul crowns, as I call them. So yes, of course, I plan my day, but very fluidly. You know, very fluidly. I create enough enough space for that guidance when when the Spirit moves me somewhere. I say, hey. You, you need it here. I can step into it. And um, definitely daily fitness. Because because I have a visionary mind, there is a danger of getting stuck in your head. So I've learned um, the moment I get into my head, the moment I start overanalyzing things, right? I need to get back into the body. So I take these breaks through the day where it's, it's either a walk or workout, but really varying intense mental activity with a strong physical activity and at the end of the day um, I usually I have a I have a hot tub ritual I get into the hot tub <laughs> and I just look <laughs> at the sky you know and I just have this completion of the day um, you know it's it, it's really powerful usually at night I just go over my day mentally and and ask myself well what is it I'm proud of myself for you know, and I just really celebrate. And I don't do it every night because sometimes it, this has been a difficult practice, Cal, you know, it's easy to say, oh, what I haven't done. Oh, my God, I haven't accomplished this. I haven't got done that. But when I remember, I like to celebrate. I like to rewind the day and say, ah, Katarina, what are you proud of yourself today? Mm. Oh, you- and it's, it's so beautiful because then you end your day with gratitude. You send a powerful message to your subconscious mind, right? To give you opportunities to be even more grateful for. So I'm really mindful how I start the day. Where is my mental state, the physical state, and how I finish it. That's that's really great. I think we share quite a few practices right there in the rituals because I, I usually start my day with meditation in the morning and then uh, it gets followed up with a little bit of reading and then journaling and then taking a cold morning shower because uh, for me that's been a practice that really awakens all my physical senses in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I need to do that. I'm yeah. going to do that. <laughs> it, was, it was a little challenging at first, uh, but then, uh, you know, now that I've gotten used to it it's become i think there was a study done by university of london that says that you know it takes uh, 66 days to really uh carve out that uh, neuro 
plasticity and niche in your brain. So essentially, 66 days to form a new habit. And uh, so that's that's really something that I diligently uh, follow through on. And one of the things I'm trying to do at night, which I really like, is, you know, celebrating the day in the sense you know, what are the three big wins from today, regardless of that, and then setting an intention or a question to the subconscious mind on any problem or challenge that I might be dealing with to let the subconscious take over and uh, have a solution for me the next morning. So that's no, that's really great. Uh, so uh, the other question I have for you, Katarina, is, uh, you know, what coaching, and we talked about coaching earlier, is that it can be one of the best investments. And I know you lead uh, the mastermind retreats and uh, you also uh, take people on these uh, beautiful trips. And I've seen some of your YouTube videos and all that with uh, people really having a great time and a great experience and a transformational one at that. So my question to you is, can you walk us through your coaching process? Do you have like a... What what can people expect to get when they go on a retreat with you? Or what's your mastermind process look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for asking. You know, when it comes to retreats, I really lead them once a year. They're kind of like a pinnacle of the work that I do with people for entire year. So usually my, my, my private clients have access to all my events. It just comes with... And the reason I do that is because... When I work with people, I build a very comprehensive support, kind of like a foundation, strong foundation. I take them on the journey. And if I say that to them, you know, every every person that starts working with me um, will start with immersive weekend. It's kind of like a launch pad into the new reality, into the new vision. And then I introduce them to different communities that I belong to. You know, so some will be ready for a vision quest and I introduce them to my spiritual community, right? Some need to loosen up and really just un- unlock that inner rubble, I may take them to the Burning Man community, mm. you know? So it just depends on the person. And some people are ready for Tony Robbins, and I'll take them to the Tony Robbins community. So it just depends on the person. Um, I've built these really powerful um, soul family tribes through the years that I bring my clients in depending on their needs and their goals and desires. When it comes to um, when it comes to retreats, you know, I really focus on taking people to these very potent energetic portals. So, like the Tulum is is it's a Mayan Mayan civilization. You know, it's century after century of of this memory of mm-hmm. the lineage that you tap into. There's been done so much research how the the, the these places of power, whether it's a temple or a vortex, you know, there's there is a unique blend of frequencies that accelerate your growth, that accelerate your awakening. And, you know, when I experienced that on myself, I was like, I, 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 I feel so inspired to bring it to others, you know, and, and it's so incredible because shifts are, are really, really prominent. And it's, it's like a destiny. It's like a destiny altering experience. I take people out of their environments and, and transformation begins, you know, the moment they commit and they go and their innovation gets stimulated because a lot of times we're so committed to our mission and to our purpose. We sacrifice, you know, traveling, we sacrifice doing something for our soul because our mission comes first. And I'm really here to help people to see that every time they they take this intentional pause 
it will absolutely power their performance. They become more effective leaders. They become more compassionate. They become more playful. They become just a better people to be around. You know, they get their joy back. And, you know, that's the reason why I do I do retreats. And it's 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 just amazing. It's so, so powerful. And when it comes to a mastermind, I launch a new mastermind every year. So last year was a Catalyst Academy. And this year is Prosperity Mastermind. And really how I see prosperity is, is creating prosperity in your business, but also creating prosperity in your relationships without sacrificing one for another. Right. And uh, so this one's going to be based on the art of enrollment, the art of guidance and the art of leadership. So this is for for coaches and experts and leaders and speakers, people who have a message and people who have the audacity to really go and take that message into a bigger role, bigger way. Wow. No, this is great. Really great. And <laughs> and, and really what I'm hearing here is you help people sharpen the saw uh, especially for the spirit and the soul. Uh, so yes. that's, that's really great. And, uh, so moving on to our next section, and this is the rapid fire round. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ask you a quick, a bunch of fun questions. Uh, and it's the first response that comes to your mind, Katarina. If you, uh, feel the need to elaborate on it, feel free to do so. But again, this is the rapid fire round. So Katarina, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first question to you is, who's your favorite music band? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, weekend Players. Mm. The next question is, what's your favorite color? It is indigo, purple, white. Gold. <laughs> All right. Four of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you believe in magic? I am magic. Mm, I like that. <laughs> the next one, the five most important things in life, according to you. Um, relationships, purpose, environment, service, adventure. Mm, I really like that. Those are really... <laughs> Yeah, beautiful ones. Now, the next question is, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? I would ask, God, what question do you want me to ask? <laughs> and then, uh, what's your definition of a successful life or a good life? Um, Successful life is looking back at your life, knowing that you went all in, you know, you went all in on your dream, you went all in in your relationships, you went all in in your adventure, in your expression of yourself. That, you know, looking back and you say, I did not hold back, I gave it all, I went all in. Oh, to me. That's beautiful. <laughs> Very inspiring. It's about playing full out. It's like yeah. really, really playing full out like that. And then the final question within the rapid fire round, and that is if you could have any message of your choice on a billboard, what would that be? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The first that came up is 
Trust your heart. Hmm. That's that's. I like that. That's really good. And then uh, final section. This is a wrap up section, and I uh, just have last three questions for you. So the first one is: What is your current personal or business passion project that you're working on, and what are you looking forward to in the next six months to a year? Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, the passionate project for me is definitely the launch of Prosperity Mastermind. You know, I feel the call to serve, you know, maybe 10, 11 people and just pour all my energy into this group, make it a group of badass entrepreneurs committed to a bigger, bigger mission. And my next transformational retreat in Kauai, Hawaii, the most ancient island, it's a 5 million year old island, beautiful, powerful energy vortex. And that's going to be in February. So really looking forward to that as well. So those two big ones are for me. Yes, that's great. Really great. And then uh, is there uh, where can people reach you at? Are you I know you're on Facebook quite a bit. Uh, what are your favorite other social media uh, places that you like to go to? Yeah, I love social media. Facebook, I'm there all the time. Um, it would be so amazing if people send me a message, introduce themselves, or just follow me. You know, it's I post I post live streams almost every day, just high high value content. It's really really fun. I'm also on LinkedIn. So I would say you can always find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. YouTube, I am restoring my passion with YouTube. You know, I just kind of like left it for 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 a year. I was like, ah, it's too big of a net. You know, it's too big of a wide net. So I like I like to really build a community and focus on the community. So my Facebook, I see it as a lighthouse. You know, it's a constantly beaming light of inspiration, value, hope, and support for people. There is no negativity. There's there's it's it's just like this lighthouse that people come to and refuel their insp- inspiration. That's great. And we'll include all these uh, social media links uh, in our show notes as well. The next question is, what are three things you're grateful for in life today, Katarina? I am so, so grateful for this beautiful sanctuary of a home that I've created. You know, I wake up and I see the ocean and it's been it's been my dream for so many years uh, to live by the ocean, you know, and I took this giant leap of faith and I trusted the guidance and I moved to Laguna Beach. So I'm very, very, very grateful for this town. It's so incredible here. I'm so happy every day. I'm like, thank you, spirit. I, I trusted. I took the leap. I came here, you know, um, then I am grateful for I'm just grateful for this life, Cal. I'm grateful for uh, constant expansion. We're living in such incredible times. And then I am very grateful for my kitten, Gracie, because she brings so much joy into my life. She's almost a year old. And I, like I mentioned before, I believe entrepreneurs, we have to have uh, uh, animals, because you know, there's they soften us, you know, they soften us. They, they just really, this really help, especially when you go through rings of fire. So I'm very, very grateful for my kitten. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and I want to acknowledge you, uh, Katarina, for a few things here. 
based on your sharing, and this is what I was present to, one was really what a remarkable journey that you've had. You know, as a little kid uh, with dreams in your eyes, you come all the way from Russia to the United States, never even once giving up on your dream and then following it through, through all the struggles that you faced all the way from, you know, the health crisis you had and really taking that on as a challenge and then not only overcoming it, but helping others do the same, taking the relationship breakdown you had, turning that around and like helping others have magnificent relationships and then really creating a business for yourself so that you can live a life of prosperity. And now you're helping other people uh, have abundance and prosperity in, in their lives. And it's such a beautiful uh, testament to what is possible when you surround yourself with people who are up to big things in life. And you, as you said, rightly said, environment always wins. And you really have showed us that it is possible to live your dreams and uh, to leave, uh, uh, you know, and be an example of fearless living and to uh, really own your story. So that's really, really awesome. So I really want to thank you for that. That was such a beautiful summary. Thank you, Cal. Thank you. And it's, you know, the power is in this in this sharing, right? Because ultimately, I believe um, the legacy that we leave behind, it's, it's deeply spiritual in nature. You know, the true legacy we leave is these lessons and the wisdom that we can pass to others, right? And this, uh, the part of the journey, and it's it's so incredible. It's a true hero's journey that we own, or oh, the alchemist's journey. <laughs> That's great. And one final question, and that's how we wrap up all our interviews. And that is, why do you think people should listen to the wisdom of friends? Ah, oh, it's such a portal of inspiration that you created. And I love the down to earth, the feeling. I love how you focus on the story. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like an oasis of inspiration, you know, and I think we all would benefit from a little bit more inspiration from others. And that will, you know, that usually gives the strength to continue on our path. That is so great. And thank you for the feedback. And I really valued our conversation tonight. And thank you again for taking the time to be on this program. And for those of us listening, with that, we'll wrap it up. And if you like what you heard, please share. Don't be shy. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom of Friends show with Cal Aras. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, theglobalcontribution.com. To your friends and colleagues, be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous episodes. This has been a Seven Symphonies production. Join us next time for another edition of the Wisdom of Friends.